All right, let's come on in, uh, grab our, our seats and our station. That's good, we have one. Well, good morning, everybody. As you trickle in, I'm just going to read some scripture to get us uh, oriented correctly with our posture towards the Lord this morning, especially as we continue to wait his, his, at the, the celebration of his arrival on earth some 2,000 years ago. And inside of John 6 this morning, John, uh, Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. But I said to you that you have seen me, and yet you do not believe. All that the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never cast out. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose nothing of all that he has given to me, but raise it up on the last day. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who looks on the Son and believes in him should have eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. Amen. Amen. Do we believe that this morning? Do we believe that as we enter into worship? Let's focus our, our hearts and our, and our minds on him this morning. Let's, let's lift up our hands and lift up our gaze as we worship him. This is not just another Sunday, but this is the Sunday, December 13th, 2020. In retrospect, will be one of the best years ever. Trust me. <laughs> I know in the middle of the storm, it's hard to see, but he is worthy to, to be praised this morning. So let's, let's join our hearts together and really raise it up this morning. Amen. Got me in truth, and 
lift up our hands this morning. Come on, everybody, let's go. Come on. Everybody's here now. Come on. That's right. That's right. If we believe these words, let's sing them out from our hearts this morning. Come on. Sing, I am, O Lord, filled with your love. Here we go. I am, O Lord, filled with your love. You are, O God, my salvation. Yes, Lord. Oh, guard my life. Oh, guard my life. praise this morning. Amen? Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. We worship your holy name. Sin and never come to 
Lord God Almighty reign. 
So
please be seated. If you're comfortable with this, would you give somebody a knuckle sandwich and say, good to see you? Just give them a knuckle. Good to see you. Um, thank you, worship team. Thank you, Pat. Lindsay, John, Mark, Michael, Ethan, Coop. Can we thank him? Um, Java, the Java court is open. So uh, could we get, uh, there's an announcement about it. Uh, where are the, um, Noah and Amy? Uh, so firstly, on behalf of the youth group, with regard to the coffee shop, uh, we just want to thank you guys because we had a goal of $2,000 originally, and we already passed that in the first day. So, uh, and I don't know if this is explained to everyone, but uh, this is really significant for us because two summers ago, our youth group went to Costa Rica, and we actually laid hands on this building. And so, you know, to see this happen uh, means a lot to us. And so we want to thank, uh, thank you guys and for sharing this significance with us. And uh, with that, our uh, new goal is $4,000. <laughs> wow. So I think we can hit that. So uh, let's see where this goes. And thank you, guys. And then also, so we want to let you guys know that we are doing it again today. And in addition to a bunch of yummy treats that we have and tea and cocoa, we also have our own Alyssa's Willow Coffee. She recently started this brand of coffee. And so we had that last Sunday, and we wanted to have it again this Sunday. So come on over and check that out. And then also, um, just to serve you guys and also for safety, we wanted to let you know that we want to be handing you guys everything. So like at the pickup station, just let us go ahead and grab stuff for you. That'd be great. And then try not to congregate by the pickup station. I know our church loves to talk and have fellowship, but we just kind of wanted to keep it out of that area. So yeah, thank you. Come on by after church. Thanks. No. Oh, I think Noah's a budding salesman. I, uh, <laughs> I was in sales and sales management, and we'd make our quota, which was an impossible quota. I don't know if you ever remember that commercial. When they get the beginning of the year, they meet again, and they talk about the new quota, which was last year's impossible quota, what they meant. And the guy's holding his pencil, and it snaps in half because... <laughs> They keep raising the ante, you know, but uh, no, that's a good goal. And I, you know, I hope between today and next week we'll make it. Well, this is a special occasion this morning. Every time we meet, it's a special occasion. Um, but uh, today we're, in the military, we used to do a thing called Hail and Farewell. And uh, there was a lot of movement when I was in the Army. It was during the Vietnam War. So people would come in, and a new lieutenant or a new captain, and you'd greet him. And, and then that same night, guys were going out somewhere else. And so there was a lot of hail and farewell. And so this is a farewell tonight, uh, today. Uh, not a farewell like we won't ever see them again or we won't be connected, but... Um, 
Dale and Elise Congelier have been in this church for 42 years. 42 years. And Dudley and I first met Elise. Raise your hand so people that don't know you would know who you are. Elise used to babysit our daughter Erin uh, when she was 16 years old in Georgia uh, at our house. And so we go way, way back. We've been through all the seasons of life when they were single, married, through a lot of traumas, highs and lows, uh, very close to her whole family, to Mary. Uh, her, Mary's husband, Bob, was with the Lord, was one of my favorite golf partners and friends, wonderful man. Jennifer and George are uh, her sister in Nashville, and Bob, who lives here. Um, one thing I want to say about you, Elise, is that you have been... Um, really willing to serve. Uh, you and Dudley, it used to drive me crazy because some people in the church would say, oh, the pretty committee did something. <laughs> no, no, the, there is no pretty committee. It is women busting their tail. <laughs> They're working really hard to make things nice. And um, because sometimes when he said the pretty committee did it, I'm not on the pretty committee, you know, and but it's not just them, but all the ladies joining together with Elise. And she was always willing um, to help. She was our first church secretary, too, and she survived that somehow. <laughs> so uh, it's amazing. But anything, whether it's a shower for the ladies or something, Elise will always be there with Dudley and Annette and um, Shay and Rhonda. Who did I miss? Who did I offend? I missed somebody. <laughs> Give me another name. I miss anybody else. They're always willing to serve, and it's wonderful. And so for Dale, uh, I've known Dale since he was 21, I believe. And Dale, um, Dale's been in this church uh, his whole life. There's been a segue or two, but he's been here from the very beginning. And uh, he's seen all the different changes. Um, in the church, we used to meet in the Board of Realtors building, and our Sunday school was in the karate studio. He's been through all of that. I have, too. But the thing I'm going to miss most about Dale, besides just his person, is his uh, heart for prayer. Um, you'll never know um, how many prayers have gone up from Dale Congelier for you for anybody here that has had a struggle of any kind over the years that came to his attention, you can bet that Dale Congelier has been praying for you. He also has a deep love for the Word of God. And um, he and I personally have been praying together for over 35 years, every Tuesday morning. And for a while, we did it every Tuesday and Thursday, but we didn't want to get burned out, right? But that's when we used to meet at 6 o'clock every Tuesday and Thursday, then every Tuesday going back into the early 1980s. So I'm going to deeply miss your prayers. But the thing is, prayer is not tied to geography, is it? So you can pray from Nashville, Tennessee, as well as we can pray for you. 
So what I'd like to do is bring them up. I've asked them to share a few things, and then I'm going to ask the elders to join after that, that we lay hands on them and uh, pray for them. And so, Dale and Elise, work your way up here. Good to see Jessica and Rick. So you got to put that closer now. Like this? Yeah, where they can hear. <laughs> no. Like this. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, last night, I was with uh, Rhonda and more, several other people, and I said, well, I, th I think I'm just going to wing it tomorrow. And Rhonda goes, why don't you write it down? <laughs> <laughs> or Bill said it, one of, one of the two. Um, but I did write it down because I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to uh, be able to do all what I want to say without writing it down, so I did write it down. Um, there's a scripture in Psalms, Psalm 133. How delightfully good when brothers live together in harmony. It is like fine oil on the head, running down on the beard, running down Aaron's beard onto his robes. A lot of people eliminate the second part of that scripture, but the Lord really impressed on me when I was writing this, that when oil drips down on your clothes, it stains. And Elise and I will never ever be able to be able or will want to get the stains that this church has left out of our clothes. We take the stains that you have put on us in harmony as we walk together throughout however long you've been at this church with me or however long I've been here. There's, there's, there's harmony in that. And um, we've been blessed uh, with and from this amazing church and all of you amazing friends. So many of you are closer to me than my own family. Kevin will attest to that. Um, you guys have become family. And back in the days, we used to call each other brother and sister at, at church. But here, it's become real. You really, really are family to us. And it means so much. The harmony that we have since we arrived 42 years ago, we came from two sides of the country. Elise came from Georgia, and I was here. And um, we've gone through um, a lot. We've been blessed with incredible and important relationships that helped us take on difficulties that we faced, hardships. But most importantly, so much fun and so much enjoyment from this body. This body knows how to celebrate and knows how to be 
real with each other. And that's an awesome thing that this church offers. This isn't a commercial, it's from my heart. Um, I'm really, really grateful for this body. I'm grateful for my brothers who allowed me to share my life with them. I'm grateful for the beautiful relationships we have experienced and shared as a couple. The friends, oh man, you guys are such great friends with Elise and it just is so, it's gonna be, it's gonna be impossible to replace the friendships that we have here. We were married in this church. We dedicated and raised our kids, our wonderful kids, here. We watched God do miracles, and with your amazing support, prayers, and love, we can never forget. We can never forget it. Your harmonious oil will be indelibly stained on us and in us for life. So you will be part of us as we go on our new adventure. And for that, we thank you. Thank you so much. Amen. You want to say something? <laughs> After Dale read me that this morning, I go, what are you going to say? He goes, I'm going to talk about this oil and stains. And I go, wait, that's what I was thinking I was going to talk about. <laughs> Can't you come up with something different? And I'll do that one. Because <laughs> I'm not the speaker. I'm not the word guy. But uh, to Kevin, I think it was more of a miracle that I didn't get fired versus me living through the church secretary. <laughs> Let's just be real about that. But, um, this church body is... I'm good at waterworks and being funny. <laughs> no, I'm not. Um, there's just no words to say how much we'll miss you. You know how when you have a really good friend, you can just say one word and they'll just crack up over an old story like uh, Ski Giga, <laughs> Ashen Kutcher, <laughs> you know, upgraded item. <laughs> you know, you know how you'll just, and others, you'll catch it, you, you go through so much, you know, hilarious stuff and, de and deep stuff and, you know, get our kids through things and us through things and, you know, there's just so much prayer to getting old <laughs> you know it takes a lot to raise your kids it takes a lot to work through stuff so um you guys have always been here for us and we've loved being here for you guys too um sorry i'm crying because i will be here next month so <laughs> kind of over dramatizing it maybe but uh i'm coming for a visit next month but it, honestly this church is gonna leave a big hole you know so we just love you and thank you so much. Thank you. I have I have one more thing. I um, uh, an old song that um, that I uh, love in, for my life. It's called My Tribute, and I just want to say the words to that song. How can I say thanks for the things you've done for me? Things so undeserved yet you gave to prove your love for me. The voices of a million angels could not express my gratitude. All that I am 
and ever hope to be, I owe it all to thee. To God be the glory for the things he has done. Amen. Amen. Can we get them up to do this? Any problem? Can we get the musicians back up? I want to read from uh, Isaiah 55, beginning in verse 6. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return to the Lord. Where I lost my place. And then he says in verse 8, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there without watering the earth and making it bare and sprout and furnishing seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so will my word be which goes forth from your mouth, it will not return empty without accomplishing what I desire and without succeeding in the manner for which I sent it. And I want to say, whatever your life is going to be in Nashville, Tennessee, the word of God is worked in you uniquely as a couple and God is going to use you as a couple. For you're going to go out with joy and you're going to be led forth with peace and the mountains and the hills will break forth into shouts of joy before you. And all the trees of the field will clap their hands. Instead of a thorn bush, the cypress will come up. And instead of the nettle, the myrtle will come up. And it will be a memorial to the Lord for an everlasting sign which will not be cut off. Amen. Can I get the elders up here? And just lay hands on them. So I'd like to ask us to stand for this part. And we're going to sing, for God be the glory. So, uh, and then we're going to pray. See 
to God be the glory one more time. wait on the Lord a moment. Lord, we're mindful of how precious life is to you. We're mindful that you called us when we weren't calling on you, that you found us. And somehow, Lord, you see something in us that you love and died on the cross for and redeemed. Lord, these two have been through so much together. After four decades, Lord, and now it's time to separate from this geography, to go to a new place that they have a friend or two or a family member or two, but it's going to be new territory. It's going to be a place they haven't been before. And Lord, we know that the enemy would want to divide them. The enemy would want to attack because I pray that what is good about their time here would go with them and strengthen them, but there'll be no comparison. It's a new day for them. It's a new place for them. It's a new opportunity for them. I pray that there are Christians at the other end already in place, that the friendships won't take four decades, but there'll be something that you'll do in time and space that is transcendent in their behalf. I pray you give Dale favor, having worked all his life in California, now in a different state with a different culture, that you'll give him wisdom beyond his experience. And I pray that you'll give Elise all the grace she needs, Lord, in every situation. And may her laughter and sense of humor and the things that are natural to her, may they pour out on those around her. May you bless their time with Philip and Alex and with, with um, George and Jennifer and all that's going on there. So now, Lord, in, in Jesus' name, we release them from this body. We don't release them from the covering and the sense of our love for them, but Lord, it's a new day. And as they head out of town this Wednesday, I pray that you'll go before them and prepare a place for them. And everybody said, thank you, Lord, and amen. 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 God bless. amen. Love you. Oh, I got this for you too. This is this is bubblegum money for your trip. 
but you can buy a magazine and uh, well I don't know where to go with that I've got a few minutes it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas everywhere I go now, what a crazy year we've had, huh? I mean, you guys have weathered it. Everybody talks about it, but 700 years before Jesus was born, and I challenge anybody here to find any faith anywhere, any religion, any belief that can be this precise 700 years before the birth of Christ. It's in Isaiah. For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it and establish it with judgment and justice for that time forward, even forever. The zeal of the Lord of, the, of hosts will perform this. Advent means the coming of the Lord. So this Christmas season, we're celebrating what happened 2,000 years ago for people that waited 4,000 years from the time of the garden. Emmanuel, God with us. And for them, the fullness of time, the fullness of time is the time that God picks. How many of you would agree with me that sometimes God's timing's off for you? And don't you hate Christians that come along and say, it's all in God's timing. <laughs> you know, he's never late. He's always on time. Meanwhile, we're biting our nails and freaking out because the time is of the essence. Israel was captive. They were living under the boot of Rome. They were God's chosen people. And they were treated like secondhand citizens under the Roman Empire. The place was full of adult, adult, uh, idolatry. And if we think, and it is true that we live in a time of great immorality in our culture, but it was no different. He picked that time to come. In the fullness of time, he sent forth his son, born of a woman. This is an amazing thing. I, for God, who made all things, who knows all the stars by name, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word is God. Even before Abraham was, I am. That God would be born of a woman. Joseph was not his father. Joseph was his stepfather. He was born without sin because he was conceived by the Holy Spirit. So he came in as the last Adam came in and was born and lived this life, not under the same nature of sin that we have, but yet he was tempted in all ways as we are. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. He laid down all his glory he laid down his rights, and he only did what the Father said. It's amazing to me. 
In Colossians, he says, For in him, in Jesus, all the fullness of the deity dwells in bodily form, and in him you've been made complete. He tells us that we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the surpassing greatness of the power may be of God and not of ourselves. A treasure is something of great value. I don't know what's the most valuable thing you have. I mean, most people would say they're children or a person. But if you go beyond a person and you just think of a physical thing, what is your treasure? What would your treasure be? But he says, we have this treasure, which means Jesus Christ, which is of great value. It's a deposit of riches and wealth. Spiritually, it's a gift for the Lord to dwell in us with grace and love. And he's working through us, which we're just ordinary people. You are extremely ordinary. Would you turn and tell somebody that? (laughs) Tell somebody they're extremely ordinary, would you? Okay, now would you pray for their (laughs) self-esteem? You're, okay, I get it. I get it. No two snowflakes are alike. I get it. No fingerprints are the same. You're special. Okay, you're special. But wait a minute. You and I are ordinary in this sense that Zacharias was an ordinary man, a priest that wasn't doing anything, who was barren. His wife was barren, and he goes into the temple, and the angel Gabriel appears to him and tells him about his son John and that they're going to have a son. And, of course, Zacharias, being like you and I, said, how can I know this for sure? And he was struck dumb. And he didn't speak again until it came time to name John after he was born. He was an ordinary man, ordinary couple that couldn't have a baby. I don't know how extraordinary Joseph was. We've got St. Joseph's Hospital named after him. We, that's pretty big, you know. Um, St. Joseph, Missouri is pretty big. I mean, he's, he did some stuff, right? But he was just going to marry Mary as engaged to her, betrothed, and she comes back to him pregnant. Mary, what's this about? The Holy Spirit came upon me. Oh, I get it. No problem. But then an angel appears to him and tells him, no, this is of God. This is what we've been waiting for in the fullness of time. And Joseph, being a righteous man, and even when he found out that she was in trouble, he didn't want to put her away or embarrass her. He was a remarkable man, but he was an ordinary man. It's ordinary people who do remarkable things that makes them extraordinary. It's ordinary people like you and me that let God work in your life, that extraordinary things happen. It's not that I want to be extraordinary for extraordinary sake, because I'm very ordinary. But God takes, he says, there's not many mighty, not many noble, not many called according to this world, that that it wasn't in the wisdom of the world that the world came to know God, and that the foolishness of God is wiser than the wisdom of men. He doesn't pick uh, all stars. He picks people that are willing and obedient. 
not many mighty or noble. He picks people who rest their faith on him and not on themselves. Confession, I can't save myself. I need a savior. And I've got one. And so do you. And then he talks about this treasure, about it's, it's counterintuitive to have strength and weakness. How many of you really enjoy going through a difficult time so that you'll have more weakness? <laughs> I'm going to do, do a seminar on weakness. Charles said, we were ta- I was talking to Charles, I said, he was our speaker last week. I said, we should do a seminar on listening. So, uh, yeah, we're going to do listening for four days. We're going to talk about listening. How many people would show up? And then we're going to, uh, you know, now we're going to do another one, a different one, about weakness. Well, listen to what Paul says. I mean, Paul was an amazing man, and he had amazing revelations. And he says, because of, this is in 2 Corinthians 12, 7, because of the surpassing greatness of the revelations, for this reason, to keep me from exalting myself, there was given me a thorn in the flesh, a messenger of Satan, to torment me. Wow. To keep me from exalting myself. Concerning this, I implored, or I begged the Lord three times that it might leave me. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient. For you, for power is perfected in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, I would rather boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. Therefore, I am well content with weaknesses, with insults, with distresses, with persecutions, with difficulties. For Christ's sake, for when I am weak, then I am strong. The strongest you'll ever find me is when I feel the weakest and the most vulnerable. It's counterintuitive to everything. And it's not, you know, some people can act that out. Some people can act out humility. Some people can act out kindness. I'm not talking about any acting. I'm talking about when you've reached a point in your life where you realize you're, you don't have it all. You need God. And you're weak. You didn't make yourself. You don't pick how long you're going to live, and you can't stop yourself from dying. You didn't get to pick your family. You didn't get to pick the color of your hair. You didn't get to pick your mother, your father. God sovereignly placed you and put you and is doing so much. And what the enemy does is want us to say, no, I wish I had been born differently, this family, or I wish my dad, or I wish my mom. We always, we're, always, we're always being negative that way when really we need to stand back and see that God is God. I'm going to close with a few thoughts about our relationship with God um, is not one I can have for you nor you for me. When we talk about love, sometimes we say it's not so much how much I'm being loved, 
The question to me is, how much am I loving others? And without relationship with the Lord himself, we trade life for religion, deeds for intimacy, and rules for relationship. God is not a formula. I guess I'll show off my physics with you. E equals MC squared. I have no idea what it means, but a really smart guy by the name of Albert Einstein wrote it. And it had to do with nuclear fission and the speed of light, mass times the speed of light squared. It's a formula that he developed, and out of that came the atomic energy and atomic bomb and all that kind of stuff. It was a formula. If I asked you the area of a rectangle, you'd go, is this right, Cooper? You correct me. He's a math teacher. Width times length will give me the area? Thank you. <laughs> so that's really good, too. But when I get home today, I'm going to clean out the garage so that Dudley will love me more. Because, because, A, if I clean out the garage, she'll love me more. And then, so we do quid pro quo. I meet couples that they trade on, I did this, you do that. I get my share, you get yours. Where does that come from? We need to lay our lives down to one another. Quit keeping score. My goodness, marriage, you're one. You're one. It's not your career and his career. You're one in Christ. Amen. Somebody can throw a rock if you want. You can throw it. But it's, it's simply, I'll close with this verse that's a challenge for all of us. But you are vessels. And you and I have a responsibility, not the other guy. This isn't for Pastor Kevin. It's for you. We have a responsibility to this treasure that we carry, whatever it is, in business, in um, your home, in your neighborhood, in schools, anywhere, church. And secondly, to remember that God's not formulaic. He is relational. And what I was saying about Dudley and I doing things like that, it would be like my children say, come up, son, now it's time for Father to love you. And then the son says, Father, I love you. This is very nice. And then Dully says, did you tell the kids you love them? Yes, I told the kids I love them. So let's go to church. How was church? Did he get you at all today? Did he get your heart at all today? This is his church. Not mine, his. And we are the church. So when Pat comes up here, he's going to blast us with one last song. And you're going to know that there's a treasure in an earthen vessel in you. Now, this is in Romans 12 through 19, it's a ch uh, 9 through 17. It's a big challenge. To We can only do this in relationship with him. And even in relationship with him, we're imperfect. Because we do get snubbed. We do get our feelings hurt. We do feel marginalized at times. We do battle. But Romans 9 begins with, let love be without hypocrisy. 
which it means it can be. Love can have hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil, which means we could like some things that are evil. Cling to what is good, which means we can let go. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Give preference to one another in honor, not lagging behind in diligence. Fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, persevering in tribulation, devoted to prayer, contributing to the needs of the saints, practicing hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. I've got to be a misprint. It's supposed to be get even with those that hurt you. Make them pay. No. Actually bless them. Bless and curse not. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind towards one another. Do not be haughty in mind, but associate with the lowly. Don't be wise in your own estimation, which means we can be wise in our own estimation. Never pay back evil for evil to anyone. Respect what is right in the sight of all men. By his grace, we can have the right attitudes and actions. Amen. Patrick, come on up and the worship team. Blow our socks off, okay? We need a, a fuse lit here. <laughs> Your voice, whether you're a good singer or not, means a great deal. You know, it still blows my mind. I've met people that don't sing that love music. And they've got all these albums, but they never sing. Your voice is to make a joyful noise. And by the way, no one else can sing for you but you. So let's stand. You don't have to blow our socks off, whatever it is. Uh, as we do this, um, anything on little jingles? Do we need to say anything? Third through fifth grade, eight, not Third through fifth grade. And, um, are there still tickets available for okay there'll be there'll be tickets for next week and um, um, and then of course the coffee okay Pat
seen you move. Come on, sing it out. I seen you move. You move the mountain, and I believe. I see you. truth. He's never failed us. He'll never leave us or forsake us. Um, Lucy's going to pray a benediction for us. Uh, before she does, I just want to say we are having Christmas Eve here. I think we'll have, if it's cold, we'll have some heaters, which it probably is going to be cold, but we go from five to six. I mean, we, that, we will be done by six. If you have plans with your family later, it wouldn't cut into it, but uh, it's always a good time to sing the classic carols and just be together and hear from each other. And so uh, that's going to be on Christmas Eve. So Lucy, will you pray for us now? Dear Jesus, I thank you for this day. I pray that you can heal Erica, and I pray that you can heal Cade. And I also pray that you can give Dale and Elise a great time where they're going to live. And I pray that you can bless everybody with COVID, and you can help the, home, the, the homes. In your name, amen. amen. Thank you, Lucy. Amen. We're dismissed.